Ladies and gentlemen, TV channeling massive to everybody's favorite podcast. What did I just say? TV channeling. We are back, people, and we could not be more excited. By the way, what is your name, co-hostess with the mostest? My name is Tachi, and who are you? I am Kevin, and together we are TV channeling. And you might as well just call us Cotter because we are back and welcome us back. (laughs) <laughs> okay people yeah get to google with a quickness and look it up because if, unless you're a tv aficionado you have no idea what she's talking about all right so not only are we back for a brand new season of tv channeling this is a huge event so big one episode can't contain it that's how you big can't. it is so we're giving you our fall preview slash prediction special and yes. it's going to take two parts to do it. So Two parts to do it. Can I just co- say something really quickly? Yeah. When you were talking about containing, every time I think of containers, I think of, you know, those Danish cookies that you get at Christmas time that come in that blue tin? And yes. And then somebody, bl- uh, you know, will buy two. And then they, you know, they finish one and they try to combine the rest together and you can't close it. That's what we are. You can't <laughs> contain us. <laughs> That is us. I just oh my god! One that. one butter cookie tin cannot contain all of this incredibleness of cannot. our two part special, Tachi. Because exactly. fall is the pumpkin spiciest time of year for TV lovers. So <laughs> we're going to be giving you previews of the hottest shows this fall. So yeah, that's everybody does that. That's pedestrian. So. Very. Yeah, exactly. So we are boldly going where no entertainment news show has gone before. The (laughs) the intersection where educated guests and hunch intersects with the dark arts. Oh, Lord. Yeah, so (laughs) (laughs) don't ask how we got these powers. Just use them to your benefit. Wow. Well, thank you for that bit of sorcery. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what's going on here. So we're not only going to tell you about these shows. We're going to also predict which shows won't survive the May TV bloodbath and get canceled never seeing a second season. You might want to call it mayhem. (laughs) (laughs) It's May mayhem. Yes. Remember that for next May. So, I am. I'm writing it down now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tachi, what is the first show we're going to talk about? Wow. So, the first show we're going to talk about is actually... and Oh, no. I'm a little bit farther ahead. Okay, let's get there. All right. Bob Hart's Abishola. I had to say it right. For those of you who don't know, I'm actually Nigerian. So, I'm a stickler for saying things right. I'm I am so looking forward to hearing what you have to say about this show in particular because how often do we get a show the last and only show we've ever talked about that specifically had a Nigerian family in it was uh oh, Netflix Charlie Turn Up Charlie right. so this is our second bite at this apple and I remember some accents you weren't thrilled about last time around so let's see how you feel about this one so tell everybody well, thank you. I'm sorry go ahead I was gonna go say ahead. so tell everybody a little bit about Bob Hart's Abashola. Yeah, so apparently 
We'll get to accents in a minute. Apparently, this is the story of Bob, who has a heart attack and is rushed to the hospital and sees his his nurse, who ends up attending to him, is named Abishola, who is a Nigerian immigrant, and he ends up falling for her, apparently. So this is on CBS. It actually... Pre, I, I don't know if you were going to t- say it, but I want to say it now. Go it ahead. actually premieres on September 23rd, which is a Monday. So it's, it seems that it's going to be every Monday that this premieres. So you get to start off your um, your week with a little bit of Bob Hart's Abishola. So uh, so here's the thing. It's, a, it's an interracial thing. He is um, white and she is Nigerian, so obviously black (laughs) so um and it goes through this whole and he owns a sock company or something to that effect it seems yes 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 so so you want to know my take is this is Uh, well well, that's what we're here for to to not only talk about how we feel about the show personally like is it something that we might be interested in but we're also going to let people know if we basically think that this show has legs or not if it's going to be uh cut off at the knees without ever getting a second season Okay, so CBS, enough said. Here's where I think they made a mistake. Of course, I'm excited about the opportunity to see some Nigerian folk there, but I think this really should have been shot as a single camera comedy without a laugh track or audience at whatever they have on a cable network or something like a Netflix. I think they would have been able, it would have fared better if that was um, the case with it, which is not. It's on CBS and they've got a laugh track. And again, we haven't seen a pilot episode, so we don't know if it's misplaced laughter or what, but I'm like, "Mm, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, if they can eke two seasons out of this, I'm, I'm, I would be very happy. And here's the thing. There's some people, uh, one of my favorite comedians, Gina Yashire is in there. She plays the other woman on the bus and she's British. So she's, she's hilarious. And so, you know, you want to see these things win, but I'm, 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 you know what? I'm going to leave it to you and then I'll talk about the accents after. What do you think, sir? Okay, I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that happened in the trailer. I was surprised, A, at how long a trailer they gave this uh, half-hour sitcom. Normally the the trailers are like uh, 30 seconds to a minute. And this gave us a pretty, I feel like a pretty good taste of the humor in the show. Um, Like like Tachi said, um, Bob uh, was having a heart attack. He uh, meets this nurse. And one of the first interactions we see with them is she is uh, helping him get to the bathroom. And he is uh, pee shy and so she starts singing a song that she sings to her son to help you know uh, make him feel less distracted by her presence uh, outside the bathroom door and um, he uh, not only loves the sound of her voice but he loves the way that she says his name which yes. I thought was really really cute and um, he notices her socks and asked and asks her about what her socks and like you know oh those are a shame you know isn't like those 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 aren't quality socks so he says he will come back after he gets out of the hospital and give her some actually good socks and um um I love the part when he returns 
to uh, the hospital and he asks the nurse, you know, where is Abishola? And the nurse says, oh, well, it's her day off. And he goes, oh, well, where does she live? And he goes, I can't tell you that. And so, and he gives her a pair of socks. Like, what do you think now? And she's like, um, honey, this is Detroit. You're going to you have to give money. me some money. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and so apparently he does. Cause the next, the next thing we see, he's at her house at her apartment. And, um, what looks to be her father uh, goes to the door and he sees that it's a white man outside. And so then, um, uh, like, I think her mother is there. And so she's like, oh, well, this is bad news. And so then he goes, well, why is it necessarily bad? And she goes, when has a white man uh, been at the door and it ever been good news? So just like, <laughs> I thought that was very, very cute. Um, so I, you know what? I'm just going to cut to the chase. I was actually surprised because like you, I am not a fan of three camera sitcoms the laugh track just bugs me it's always overly pumped up it's always too loud the guffaws are too big for the for the jokes that are sometimes it's a chuckle joke sometimes it's just like a slight smile joke and the audience is guffawing and falling out of their seats <laughs> and just like oh, no well, are you people are, are they pumping nitrous are they are they are they pumping nitrous oxide into the studio because this is insane how people are reacting to this so but I actually was getting a vibe from it. I was like, I, I was actually smiling watching it and thinking this could actually be an interesting because it's not just an interracial thing. It's an it's a cultural the 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 cultures are so are different and um I, I thought it might be interesting to see this relationship develop. I too agree with you. I would much uh, uh like the show much better if this was a single camera. Uh, show or even better if it was actually a drama if it was actually like an hour-long drama about two people from very different worlds having a relationship and their her life at the hospital his life at his company working with his family her working with her co-workers and then trying to get these families together and it be, you know that kind of thing um could be an interesting uh family drama you know, watching these two families kind of intersect. But as far as a comedy, I agree with you that I'm less like likely to watch it. But due to the fact that this is produced by the same guy who did Two and a Half Men, mm -hmm. and also it's on CBS, which is the biggest network, uh, especially for this kind of show, I actually think it will get a second season. Well, that's what I said. Two seasons, times maybe not, and I, so, I, I yeah, want so to be wrong. So I do think it will survive, survive May, but it might end up getting more. It depends. Uh, it'll be interesting to see to uh, for me to see if people fall in love with this unconventional love story. Um, yeah, well, you know what? Here, if not to interrupt. So, so here's the thing. Africans are the new black. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the music scene and <laughs> all this thing black. now. Africans are the new black. So everybody's all like before you could turn on the radio and ne never hear near an African song uh, ever. Now everybody's playing Wizkid, DeVito, um, uh, Burna Boy, especially since he won that BET. Um, uh, was it a BET or? Well, okay, one of these music awards. But everybody's playing, you know, Nigerian music. So it's, I, don't I think it think... has, I think it's all because of Beyonce and uh, the line. No, no, King no. Soundtrack. This was but before. Mm -mm, this People before sensed that Lion Beyonce King. had changed her mind on African music. And that's what kind of, that's where the tide started to turn, if you ask me. I don't think so. I think that really um, it's it's she 
she started um really her own whole thing with this is um because of lion king and lion king came way after these uh, other artists started to get popular in the u.s and but then, people you know, sensed that beyonce's feelings toward african music were changing you know what what i'm and not that gonna change the perspective and the whole society i bloody disagree i am not gonna give that woman credit for the whole african um onslaught i will not wow well i, I respect so. bay so all the rest all the rest of the beehive you know attack attack and you can spare attack me. all the hell you uh, like spare beehive. me <laughs> i had nothing to do i realize the power of beyonce she is our queen all right so um uh, anyway so we're yeah, gotta, so africans I, are basically ahead. taking over so anyway what we're right. gonna say yeah, so so I think that's also a a a thing in terms of people noticing that African culture is hot and how can we capitalize off of that? All right, maybe it's not going to be music, but we will incorporate, you know, these African stories and, you know, Nigeria is the most populous African country. <laughs> Probably somebody you run into that's African is going to be Nigerian depending on where you live. Where you live there's a huge, well, not in LA proper, but like Long Beach is a huge um Nigerian enclave so you're you know you're definitely seeing some of that in my opinion so let's get to the accents really quickly okay some of them were authentic they picked two people that I was like why didn't you just go and find a Nigerian or someone Nigerian adjacent that could have spoken this well I'm like come on I can't stand forced accents and I, when people try you know it's one thing i forgive coming to america okay i can forgive them that's like one of my favorite movies their terror their accents are terrible i'll forgive them but with this how are you going to have people with ni authentic nigerian accents and then pair them with people who clearly grew up on the um the south side of chicago let's let's not Okay, so apparently you can forgive Eddie Murphy, but you can't forgive the cast of uh, Bob Hart's Abishola. Absolutely, because all their accents were terrible in <laughs> in coming to America. So it stands out more and when somebody fictional. actually has the somebody actually has the real accent to have people that are pretend. If we're all pretending and doing a horrible accent, it's less noticeable than when one person exactly. actually has the authentic accent. So I, I, you know what, I have to give it up to you. That is that is true. But yeah. as a non uh, Nigerian. I yeah I could the one I could to me was the most obvious was the little boy is that that is her son <laughs> is exactly. that accent was pretty bad uh, I thought but he's a little kid Terrible. so I think it can yeah. be forgiven but the uh, but uh, yeah I, it's not enough uh, to me it wouldn't ruin it for me um the uh the accent i do think that they should have done some kind of casting call and found an actual kid from that would have actually been an interesting story behind the scenes of the show had they gotten a kid who really was from nigeria uh uh would have sounded and actually looked more authentically nigerian as the kid that they cast to me does not remotely well, look like and well and well here's the thing okay so i mean i and i realize people don't really understand and know so abishola they are yoruba and they, so there are different ethnic groups and languages in Nigeria. So she happens to be Yoruba. Um, that little boy, and not that that little boy could not be Yoruba, but likely not. And the same uh, thing exactly. with the Exactly, yeah, I'm sorry. So, no, he did not look like, okay. Well, anyway, um, he needs to be on that show Mixed-ish. But anyway, um, so <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. It may come out later. To me, what's crazy about this is, I don't know how long they're going to say Abishola's been in the States, but I don't know why they could have done it where this kid has basically lived the majority of his yes, life in America. He and could so have had an to, American accent. Exactly. I don't know why. Like they me. 
why they're trying to exactly. I don't know why they're trying to force this kid to put on this accent and do it badly. So if, if I you're don't know a, about this, mother. Come if, on. If, now. In other words, if you can't get a kid who actually naturally, you know, uh, talks like that at home, then you need to just ha- write the kid, have him have an American accent, and call it a day. But apparently, they wouldn't do that. But again, I think it being on CBS, and I don't exactly know where what uh, in the lineup where it's going to follow. But I think it's it's going to be on Mondays. Mondays is a pretty strong uh, comedy yes. night for CBS. So I, I would be stunned if it doesn't. And also the the power of that is Chuck Lorre and the pull he has at CBS. I'll be stunned if that show doesn't get a second season. Well, yeah, the the whole thing is it's Chuck Lorre. At the end of the day, it's also the people behind creating and producing and doing all of that. He has pull. He's had pull for, for donkey's years. So we'll see. All right. So what's the next show on our list? Just like we came back, so did this person. The Prodigal Son on Fox Mondays. Start, it premieres on the 23rd, and it's actually by the producer of Riverdale and Sabrina. The Chilling so, Adventures. Yay. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, sorry. Yeah, two of my, uh, I, well, I like Sabrina, but. Yeah, I know, you, you, you were, I, we know how you feel about Riverdale. We reviewed yeah. Riverdale, so check out, check out that review, people. Exactly, exactly. So here's the thing. This is actually what's called the prodigal son because you know the concept of the prodigal son is a son returning. It's like that story in the Bible. So it's the the son coming back after many years of either being cast out or leaving or whatever the case may be. So there's this... um the father is was actually a mass murderer, uh, well, a serial killer. That's what it's called, not mass murderer, but serial killer. And, um, of course, the... Uh, the mother and the sister and this what is his name i can't remember his name oh but, i don't but, i don't remember his name either but the, I don't the either. But, but let me give the synopsis very quickly uh one of the so best you know what let's do this how about you give the synopsis and then i will since okay. that is you well that's yeah. what i thought you were going to do was read the synopsis but i'll do it so <laughs> oh no but, no because you're the synopsis king you're so used to doing this about, oh, okay. oh i can do that no okay no, that's, no, that's okay Malcolm Bright. That's what his name is right here in the synopsis. <laughs> One of the best criminal psychologists around uses his twisted genius to help the NYPD solve crimes. So uh, tell the people a little bit more about the uh, about this, like you were saying. So he actually, his father was a serial killer, and he's arrested for killing more than 20 people when right. Malcolm is a little boy. And I will say this much. One of the creepiest things about the pilot is what a the look his father has in his eye when he's being arrested and he says to his son remember this i will always love you because you're like me exactly exactly it was it was chilling speaking of those adventures of sabrina and they take him (laughs) off they they take him away and what's even weirder though is later we see the father who's like a, a serial killer and he's known as the surgeon he's locked up hannibal lecter style and they'll let the little boy come to see him uh and he comes into like his father's like super cell and and he says like you know like daddy why did you kill all those people and he and his father's response is like we'll figure that out together together yeah i said wait i was like wait what so i had to rewind i watched that multiple times too i said did i miss something that here that am, am i distracted so no 
that's something that comes later on down in the trailer and what we discover in the trailer is that there's this whole he says um, Malcolm Bright says I thought I was scared of my father but it's really that he's just like him so scared that he's just like him Um, and they show all these different scenes in the trailer of him like opening trunk and seeing the body that type of thing and he is his father so the thing is he's obviously been up until this point able to fight off any urges or anything to kind of fall into the same patterns his father did and this is where i guess the story begins actually yeah and i think that yeah he's definitely wavering <laughs> at the at uh, in the trailer like is he going to succumb to these urges uh it, has he fallen um not very far from that uh serial killer tree uh so far he's been using his warped mind for good uh but now there is a serial killer on the street who's actually uh, uh mimicking the uh style that his father uh used to kill his victims correct so he hasn't seen his father in over 10 years and he shows up at the prison to see his father saying uh you have a copycat and his father's response was i'm flattered flattered. and (laughs) disturbed so it's exactly so basically they're going to work together so it's definitely like some black comedy elements to this but it does when i say dark it gets dark i mean at one point there's some scene where uh somebody is chained to a bomb and um and it doesn't normally in these kinds of things somebody's able to defuse the bomb just in time the the uh, uh malcolm doesn't even bother with that he grabs a an axe and just chops the guy's hand hand off, off exactly and carries him and his hand outside and just was <laughs> like so yeah i think malcolm is a little <laughs> bit too comfortable shedding blood and handling an axe exactly and then he says he says to the um to the uh guy to them when they go i need to give them a hand so there's that <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely got some some humor to it and it doesn't feel like anything i've quite seen before i did get a little bit of a whiff of dexter and yes the, i was gonna say that but the question is because it's on fox how dark can it get now i watched another show on fox that got pretty dark and that was the exorcist so i'll be curious to see how dark fox uh takes the prodigal son is it oh well sorry that was on another network it wasn't on network tv i was gonna say is there anything darker than eyes gouged out but that was something else yeah no yeah that that was on tbs (laughs) that was on yeah that was on basic cable so they they can they have more latitude but again things got pretty dark on f on uh on uh on uh, fox with uh the exorcist so i'm i'll be curious to see how far they decide to go with this but it does seem to be tempered with a bit of kind of sadistic humor so it'll be interesting to see how people receive it so tachi what is your verdict personally do you think this is a show that you might want to check out Uh, okay so it's it's disturbing i you know it's that type of thing where you like you want to watch but you don't know how disturbed (laughs) you're going to get from it so you you know with the eyes gouged out thing i can watch that that the the alienist anymore after that I watched it for us to uh, to review, and then I said, I can't do this. I'm tapping I keep out. thinking yeah. about that. Uh, you know what's funny? Yeah. I actually finished the whole thing. It was so disturbed, but I could not. I needed to find, who the hell is this serial killer? So I ended up watching the whole series. 
The whole well, the whole season only had one season, so right. <laughs> well, did you make... find out anything? Yeah, no. we did find out who the killer was, and it was it actually was a really good show, and I really was disappointed when it got canceled because they really had set up the team to have the very beginning of forensic medicine. I mean, for for a forensic crime investigation, and it was pretty interesting, and they created a very rich world. And so, for those of you who haven't seen it, the whole the the whole first season, the one season there is, feels like a complete story because we get the beginning and middle and end of this uh what's happening but it should have gotten a second season so i do think it was a loss but anyway back to what we're actually reviewing this time correct um so uh what do you think as far as do you think it'll get a second season or do you think it'll be yes. canceled in season yes. one no i mean if it's canceled in season one it would have to be because the writing is so deplorable that it couldn't get a good story arc that they couldn't get wings and keep going but if from what i see it's really intriguing again disturbing but it's extremely intriguing like you said i haven't seen anything like this i mean it was giving me you know of course hannibal lecter vibes it was giving me some other things but there there hasn't been anything quite like this so i want to see what fox is able to do with this through you because you know i probably won't watch so <laughs> well, also, this, it's got a family drama element to it because one of the things we see, his mother is played by the same actress that was the first lady on Scandal. Right. right. Okay. And if I could say this, that is a common thread throughout this entire new season. It's a, again, like we said, welcome back, Cotter. All these people from TV, television past are coming back and they have roles in some sort of way. So I'll, you know, I'll be sure to mention as we'll mention as that happens. Yeah, I can't remember her name. His name is like Blake or something. She has like a men's, a man's first name. A men's name. Na- like, well, I, a masculine name. Yeah, I can't right? remember what it is. But yeah. anyway, whatever her name is, you know her. She was the first lady slash president on uh, on uh, uh, Scandal. Scandal. And she was and she was incredible. Anyway, so her being on it. Uh, and one thing I wanted to say that. that she played Melly on Scandal. Yeah, exactly. So she was incredible in that. So I think she's going to be incredible. She's going to chew up the scenery in this. One other thing I want to mention about this show there's a shot where they're in their house uh the family's having dinner in their dining room and lots of shows there'll be people that are supposedly rich but they're when you're in their surroundings you don't instantly feel that they're rich or it doesn't the, the space may be well appointed but it doesn't feel opulent or grand scale that dining room alone was bigger than my house so just like yes. oh my god these people are rich so it definitely the show looked incredible i was a huge fan of the exorcist on uh fox and it looked incredible this show also they spent some money on this and it doesn't look like a regular typical uh, network show so i'm really intrigued i don't know how people are going to receive this because i was a huge fan of like i said before the exorcist it only managed to eke out a second season and it was a just barely and so this show looks good to me and i'm interested it does feel fresh even though there's little, little hints of other things but it overall feeling of it is fresh i'm curious about it i'm not sure how other people are going to view it and also the fact that it's on fox who makes very bad programming mistakes they put shows they don't pair shows well together they put things on like nights like they put the exorcist used to follow hell's kitchen i thought they thought that was clever because like well it's hell's kitchen so exorcist after that makes sense right it's like no this is a food competition is show clever. 
the other show is about basically a, a, a Satan possession and murders. So these these do not go well together. Um, Two different so, audiences. Exactly. So I don't know if they're going to ruin this show by putting it on a horrible night, but I'm going to take a chance and say maybe this is just my own wishful thinking because I think I actually think I might be a fan of Prodigal Son even though I haven't, I haven't seen an episode of it yet. But I definitely want to have a second season. So I'm going to predict that it shall have a second season and not be canceled in season one. And that is my prediction as well. All um, right. Well, well also, we agree. We, we agree. Also, Bellamy Young is the, the actress. Thank played, you, Bellamy. Um, oh, my yeah. God. I love her name. Such a cool name. All right. So our, our next uh, uh, trailer that we were reviewing and uh, predicting is uh, Bluff City Law on NBC. It premieres September 23rd, Monday. I can read the if you want me oh, to. Oh, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> All right. Lawyers and an elite Memphis law firm specialize in controversial landmark civil rights cases. All right. And well, that's thank it. you. Yeah. That was You're an welcome. excellent reading. Thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> so touchy. <laughs> what did you think of Bluff City Law? So I'm a sucker for a law procedural or a police procedural. And I think that uh, we need we, we've uh, had some that were canceled. What what is um, what is the one from, you know, who I'm talking about? Old girl who now moved to Netflix um, scandal. Oh, oh yeah, okay, oh, uh, yeah. They, oh, actually, we we actually reviewed that show, and I actually liked it right. for the people. Oh, for the people. Well, I, for the people. I was a huge fan of for the people, and for it the people broke, was great. It broke my heart that they canceled it, and it's funny that you mentioned that off right off the top because I was getting for the people vibes. I was getting huge for the people vibe, and that's probably why I'm so here for it because of the fact you know, and want to um, want to give it a chance because of the fact that I love for the people so much. I think we're all we all love. I shouldn't say love, but we're interested in the way the system works in the criminal justice system, in our legal system, and to see it um, put on television, to see it serialized is something kind of exciting. So, you know, it seems that we always have at least one procedural of something going on. So now that we're missing for the people, I think enter uh, Bluff City Law. And I think it's it's cool. And here's another person from law schools or law procedurals past jimmy smith is back so i, I know he's from, L- from la law from la and now law he's in bluff city yes yes he can't he can't leave law alone <laughs> <Apparently>. <laughs> and now he seems to have a, a daughter who's also an attorney and there's tension between them they've gone through gone different paths they seem to have been a little bit estranged or something but now uh, uh he's trying to woo her to come to his uh big law practice and um uh, help her she's one of the things she says in the opening voiceover is everyone likes to talk about how this kind of work is so rewarding but if you lose it can destroy you <laughs> and so she's all troubled and angsty but she wants to fight for good and she has one of those you can't handle the truth moments in the courtroom that uh, so many of Though, though, so many of us that love courtroom procedurals love one of those things I feel about this show kind of is trying to give us and I'll be interested to see if people want that right now because I know I do it's to me, I get a lot of a huge vibe of wish fulfillment because these are civil rights cases, and this is uh, this is going to be the shows where not always, but I feel like most of the time, the good guys are going to win. 
and the I will call them the Donald Trumps of the world will lose. So, <laughs> so I, I don't know if, uh, if this is what people are looking for in this moment in time. Um, um, it's fun to see Jimmy Smiths again. Um, there, uh, uh, there's a moment in the trailer where, um, um, she's, uh, basically saying to, uh, uh, her father asked her if she'll like join the law firm. And she was saying, um, you know, I don't know. Um, uh, you know, uh, what do I do? I'm holding a family's future in my hands. Uh, how do, how do you handle the pressure when winning or losing means everything? And her father says, I can teach you to channel all this passion uh, that you have. I can teach you, um, I can teach you to channel all that, uh, the passion that you have. And um, so the idea that they're going to work together, you know, she's the young buck and he's the seasoned professional that's kind of been like, you know, moved on to this corporate world, but they're going to come together and fight for what's right kind of thing. And I, I have to admit personally, I'm here for it, but I'm dubious about if audiences will be here for it. Yeah, I, I have to, I have to agree. I personally am here for it. I want to see that happen. Um, as to whether or not, Okay, let me go out on a limb. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. I think it will get a season two. Okay, and one other thing I want to give you a line to give people an idea of what this kind of show is. Um, so um, you know, uh, he says to her at one point, he goes, uh, "Get back into the fight, Sydney, because uh, <laughs> because <laughs> because in case you haven't noticed, the world is running out of heroes." And yes. so you know that means she's gonna put that blazer back on and get back into court and get that family the justice that they deserve. Exactly. She's gonna fight for them. She's gonna fight. <laughs> fight for your rights. I don't know. And why so I sang that. clearly, to me, after the end of that fight, I believe that they're probably gonna win. And then she, uh, she's in. Uh, she and the rest of the people in her father's law firm are at a bar at night and they're kind of toasting and jimmy smith says uh, uh uh he raises his glass and uh and says you know uh wait i think i actually wrote it, wrote it down uh he toasts to new beginnings in other words yep. working with the daughter again and no she goes no to family I'm like damn you damn you fucking <laughs> <laughs> me in damn it and so because i'm actually like getting feels <laughs> i'm like this is so canceled this will not get this is and, I, and it's on nbc too so my prediction is hella canceled all kinds of canceled me being bitter about it canceled 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 yeah yeah you take, that's a personal problem i i think it's going to get a season two at the very least wow uh, like well, you I know said, what? actually i hope you're right even though that in the end we're going to tally up the score come may to see see which one of us which one of us um you know interacted with the dark side better so (laughs) let's talk about our next i I wanted to win one one other thing we didn't mention is that this actually takes place in memphis uh and that's not something you see all the time unless it's related to music usually that you know that is interesting now the question to me will be how much shooting will they actually do in Memphis? Because yes. a lot of shows that, but what bothers me about shows that, uh, we have some other shows coming up that are on location. But what bugs me is a lot of shows will do for the pilot, they will go 
to a location uh, that's really interesting, and they'll film a lot of establishing shots of like the houses and the old sawmill and stuff like that, and people walking into and out of some kind of cool diner or gas station. But then they will film the rest of the show here in LA uh, or in Canada on sound stages. So uh, where they'll barely be, are there if they're outside, they're outside a block away from me, not really in Memphis. So that is the question. Um, the the exteriors in the when the city is a character in this but i hope now a show we reviewed uh about a year ago was called rise that where they really did film in like a, a rust belt town and it really felt like it I all throughout loved it that. i love that and i love that show and i'm still mourning and enraged at nbc for canceling a good thing i'm still mad at you nbc about rise and so they're stupid enough that if even if this show does have a decent following they'll still cancel it or mess it up by putting it on a horrible night so that's why i'm pretty confident that bluff city law <laughs> sorry jimmy smiths you're going down nbc is not going to help you <laughs> <laughs> well yes nbc is notorious for this type of rubbish but i l- let me be optimistic and say there will be a season two now they may cancel you two weeks into it but you're gonna get a season two <laughs> All right. So our next show uh, we're going to talk about is All Rise. Uh, It's a look at the personal and professional lives of uh, the judges, lawyers, clerks, and bailiffs and cops who work at an L.A. County courthouse. So what did you think of All Rise? First of all, I am a sucker for a strong, melanated sister judge. So, you know, I was all <laughs> If only she were Nigerian, too. If, if she were Nigerian, that would be everything. <laughs> I uh, First of all, I really like Simone Missick. She plays the judge, uh, Misty Knight. And by the way, she was also a love interest of Luke Cage, if you remember in Luke Cage. And... Didn't we? We reviewed Luke Cage, didn't we? we I don't think we reviewed Luke no, Cage. We, we, we reviewed the uh, spinoff thing that, uh, I forget what it was called, where it was basically Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Iron Fist oh, all that, come together. Oh, the Defenders. That's we what had we the def- did, yeah, right. We, yeah, with, uh, right. with uh, whatever, Daredevil. They all come together to fight some super uh, evil Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. We, um, But Simone Missick was the love interest in Luke Cage, uh, one of the love interests in Luke Cage. And so she plays the judge here. And I think this resonates with me personally because I know um, a lot of, you know, not a whole lot because they're not a whole lot. But in Broward County here and in South Florida, that you know, we've got some black female judges and you know a lot of them are members of my sorority so this kind of resonates with me because I'm like oh okay so now we're starting to see this on screen because a lot of times when we talk about people of color on screen we talk about the lack of in terms of the story what they're not getting what is not happening and we're not talking about the fact that okay while there are not enough black women judges there are some so why don't we look at their stories and how you know what i even if there's one why don't we look at that story so i think this is the vibe that it gives me there's also um you know that the whole it's very diverse it is um a very diverse cast a very diverse um show 
And yeah, no, uh, I was going to say, what you mentioned, speaking of diversity, is on her very first day, we see her court uh, uh, clerk, who happens to be an Asian woman, and I love when she uh, uh, she says to her, Your Honor, r- uh, rule number one, avoid trials. Save those for important stuff. And then uh, the new sexy black female judge is all like, um, you know, this isn't my first day in court. I know what I'm doing. And she goes, yeah, you think you do. But you don't. And so it's just like, I, I already like the court clerk. I'm already a fan of hers. No, absolutely. After, and you know what, what I like is that often when you look at these types of of shows, ju- when you think of judge uh, show, it, let me just say this takes a different spin. So it looks at every aspect of the courtroom. And we've been so engrossed in only looking at the attorney's aspect of it that you don't look at okay the judges um everyone so it's like okay there is a judge and it's like okay this is a crooked judge or this is a good judge but we don't look at it's not an integral part of a law procedural so i'm really happy to see this where they're looking at all yeah the focus the focus but the focus is on the judge you're right that is indifferent and um one of the things uh that i thought was um interesting is we're going to get a look at i think her personal life as well there is a guy who's a colleague of hers who i think is going to end up being a love interest yes i think Uh, so too i was looking at that all day i'm like come in and kiss already i see it exactly so it's like will they won't they think but he's he says to her like you hate judges uh you think most of them are out of touch uh with the real world and then she and she says um she goes uh uh, they don't because they don't look like me uh right she goes i'll she goes i also get my uh, she goes i also park my own car so just like like, okay yeah you're down to earth now but how what will the system do to her will it destroy her make (laughs) make her just as jaded as everybody else well we we shall see we shall see but in the meantime she will be having sex with that white guy i can feel it oh it's (laughs) i already felt the tension there that that was coming you know it starts i start off buddies and then end up other kind of buddies so yeah, uh, yeah uh, judicial buddies yes yeah that's, <laughs> that's it that's what i meant that's exactly <laughs> what you meant exactly what i meant so yeah i um i'm guessing you want to know my prediction or oh one thing i just want to do give one other uh, uh saucy line that she gets is when a, oh, when, a public, when a public when a public defender is uh paying so little to her attention to her client she doesn't notice that her client doesn't even have any pants or a skirt or anything yes! uh, and so um uh th- then uh the judge was all like um yeah she goes you know you don't even know uh, she goes you're trying to cover your own ass while your client is standing there in panties and so I was like, what? So, That's what I didn't get. Why did she not have pants I, on? And I have no idea to get in with We're going to have to watch the first episode to find out exactly how that went. Because that's her first case, I think. One of her first cases. So I have no idea how she ends up in that courtroom just in underwear. <laughs> what happened? I t- that just made no sense. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, and there so was another happens. another cute line that gives you this is this is a drama, but it does have some comedic elements to it because uh, that 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 again that white guy slash soon to be love interest, uh, uh, they're walking into the court uh the courthouse, and so she's carrying two cups of coffee, and he says, oh, is, are one of those for me? And she goes, I need them both to fight crime. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Am I already falling in love with you, Lady Judge? Uh, 
But is that what I want to know is if that coffee thing is an everyday thing or if that is because I'm like throughout she has those same tam two damn cups of coffee. So I'm like, is that what she does every day? Every day, day carrying that... two cups of coffee. Yes. Apparently so I'm that, interested they don't make, they don't make like a big gulp size cup of coffee. <laughs> she has to have carry two cups every single day. Exactly. Well, and then may, well, it would stay warmer if it was a big, bigger exactly. cup of coffee. Get, get, one of the, get one of those. Have you ever seen those those uh, those carton pitchers of coffee you can get from that are a million dollars that you get at Starbucks? They come oh. like in a uh, like a carton and it's like a it's like basically it's bottled wine like but hot coffee. Like a carafe. Coffee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they do that. I've never seen it from Starbucks, but from Einstein Bagels, I know they do that. Yeah. So that's because, yeah, she needs to get one of those. Yeah, I know. Right. And it, it stays relatively warm. If you're drinking two cups, you might as well drink a good You jug. may as well. <laughs> ah! All right. <laughs> so, all right. So what is your verdict personally and what is your verdict for the show? Okay, so personally, I like it. I'm interested to see where things go with the love interest, with her career. Um, and and here's the thing, you know, what I liked about this trailer is that I think sometimes when they cast black women, and there's a thing about black women in general, that we are flawless and fearless if that makes any sense when we get up on the stage we're flawless when we walk into the boardroom we're we're, we're flawless part of that is because you know you can't you kind of have position. to be you have to you can't afford to make mistakes but guess what we do make mistakes so old girl walks up to the uh starts to walk up to the bench and she falls and then she gets up real quick and she says i'm here all day <laughs> and no, i kind of liked that because the thing is when you're a black woman there's this whole superwoman thing right when you're a professional black woman and it's you can't afford to make any mistakes but that doesn't mean you don't and that doesn't mean you don't fall and then get up so i like that because to me it was a metaphor of you know what nobody is perfect and i think it's unrealistic for you to expect black women to always be fall flawless and always be black girls rock you can never fall you can never fail you can't be awkward you know i think it's it's a mistake so I like that there's a depiction of somebody who's like, you know, is allowed to fall in this like, thanks, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here all day and is allowed to laugh about it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, she, the uh, awkward black girls rock, too. So um, so you're personally into it. Do you think it's going to get a second season on CBS? <sighs> here within. Yes. Here within lies the issue. And here, well, well, here, here, here's the thing. They've they've even marketed it differently, if you notice, because they they've now started saying CBS original series. Have you noticed? Did you notice that? I the, did um, see that. So this gives a whole other feel. They're they're giving it like this. Should shall dare I say Netflix feel to it when they do that? Oh, CBS. Well, honestly, original I'm series. shocked that Netflix. I mean, I'm I'm shocked that CBS actually has a show, uh, a drama with a black lead that isn't, uh, you know, relegated to the back of the bus. A as also known as CBS All Access. So it's kind of a surprise. It's a big surprise, yes, because this is where they have put their diverse shows. All the shows with diversity on, you know, that CBS has produced, you notice they're all on CBS All Access. And uh, you notice those aren't the only ones that I'm interested in seeing. But because I'm not going to buy CBS All Access, I'm not, I don't ever see them. But yeah, you're right, relegated to the back of the bus. So it's a real surprise to me that they have a black lead, a strong black lead, on uh, regular CBS. So, 
I don't even know what to say about this or where I lie with this because it depends on how they market this. It depends on where they position this, whether they position this before something or after something. If they have a strong lead in, it it really depends. Yeah, I'd feel a lot more confident about it if it were on Sunday. It's going to be on Mondays. So that has Mondays me a up against all this other stuff that's there. And, and, again, and also, I don't know. yeah, and also that means it's not going to have a drama lead in. It's going to have comedy lead ins. Exactly. So it does have comedic lead-in. elements to it. So I don't know if that could help it be a smoother transition following whatever uh, Monday night comedies it's going to follow. But um, uh, I for me personally, I'm definitely interested enough to watch the first one, maybe you know f- a couple of them, depending on how how fun it is. The trailer looked really fun, and um, so personally, I'm gonna check it out. But I don't see this getting uh, sadly. I think it's gonna be if it were on Sunday, I might have a different opinion. But on Mondays, I think it will be canceled. I don't. See I it getting agree. A second I season. think it's gonna be canceled. I want to be wrong though. I really want to be wrong about this, but I I have to agree. I think it's gonna be canceled. And also, it does have one of the uh, the producer, I believe, the same producers as The Good Wife, one of my yes, favorite shows. Yes, The Good Wife shows and The Good Fight. It's the same forever. So I uh-huh. um I would be really excited if this show has has the kind of longevity that The Good wife had and the good fight is on its third season so mm-hmm. um i'm rooting for it but i just i just feel like cbs is gonna screw it up as they always do and so. by, by the just the night they, they put it on it just i think it's a mistake being on monday nights so maybe they'll get uh they'll get a clue if it, if it isn't doing well on monday and try it on another night so we'll have to see um i but then again if we'd done this last year i wouldn't have predicted that uh you know that show uh god friended me would have gotten a second season. No, I but wouldn't it have did. either. I was like, oh, you're done. But but yeah, it made it. it so maybe I hopefully we'll be wrong about this as well. So what is the next show that we're gonna talk about? The next show is a little mixed-ish, because it is mixed-ish. Um, it is a oh, sorry, I need to um read the thingy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Here we go. So <laughs> <laughs> Mixedish follows Bo's parent or Bo because her name is Rainbow. Bo's parents, Paul and Alicia, who decide to move from a hippie commune to the suburbs to better provide for their family. Now, if you can't guess by the name, Mixedish is a spinoff of Blackish, and Bo ref- uh, refers to Rainbow, who is the mother in Blackish, played by Tracy Ellis Ross. Yes. So what did you? Th- <laughs> well, okay. No, it's not. Um, so <laughs> what did you think of mixed dish, Dachi? So okay, before watching the trailer, you know we've been seeing all of these ads, these commercials for mixed dish coming and whatever, and I was like, oh hell, that that was exactly what I was like, oh hell, I was not one. First of all, I didn't real, I knew it was a spinoff, but I didn't know to what you know what extent i didn't know who the characters were so i did not realize that this was bo's um story childhood her her childhood her backstory uh which is which i thought is kind of cool because i think what happens is you just dive right into the world of blackish you hear a little bit about their backgrounds we see what what's what's the um 
Anthony Anderson plays Dre. the husband. Dre. I was about to say Drake, right. So we see Dre, because the mother lives with him, them, that you hear, you know, all the stories of... Yeah, like, is it more, it's more, it's about his, his, it's the show, since he's the main character of that show, so correct. it's about him and his family and his backstory. We know, we know uh, precious little about Tracy Ellis Ross's background so that's uh, this a whole show about her backstory is uh an interesting and intriguing idea it's very intriguing because here's the thing i would you wouldn't be none the wiser apparently her and her two siblings a brother and a sister they're they're biracial so the father is white and their mother is black played by one of your favorites Tika Sumter. Yes. Oh my God! So that woman is one of the hardest working people in show business. How many shows is she on? And to show you how how big of us, if you're listening to this, uh, Tika, because I know you're a huge fan. Not only am I a fan of you on just like uh, I, the haves and the have-nots, I of uh, of uh, 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 and of uh, Final Space. But I go back. I am a stand. One life to live. That is where mm. I first saw the goddess that is Tika Sumner. Uh, uh, Sumter, and I have loved her ever since. Where she goes, I will follow. She's so beautiful. She's hugely talented. I don't know if you got to see uh, the the recreation or the reimagining of the Obama's first date. Yeah, there, where she plays Michelle Obama. Where she plays Michelle Obama, and she does a hell of a job, even down to the accent. She oh, anyway, she's is, she is incredible. Um, she's incredible. The, the only issue I have with it, honestly, I'll I'll cut to the chase because we have a lot of shows to cover. We is the fact ahead. that the fact that to me, I wish the sh- the show is centered on Bo and her perspective of everything. If the perspective and the the focus was on the parents and then them dealing with this and how, and their kids. I would be more interested in it. Also, I I have to say one thing that really bothered me about the trailer, and again, maybe it'll be different once the show gets going. Honestly, I'm not a fan of Blackish, and so this feels as heavy-handed and untrue to me as Blackish is. When what happens is the uh, the family lives in a commune, so there's a fish out of water culture shock when the commune is raided and they're basically thrust out of the commune and they are basically having to live somewhere here in Southern California and they're going to go to a, 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 their very first public school. And so when they show up at public school, there's like a, a cafeteria is divided where there's all black kids on one side, there's all white kids on the other side, and where are they going to sit? And some kid comes up to her like well what are you guys mixed with and they're like mixed what do you mean and um they they're clueless of what the kid means and then everybody in the whole school erupts in gales of laughter yeah to uh, me that's not funny why why is that funny but also it doesn't make it a that wouldn't happen the idea that in 1985 right. nobody had ever seen a fair or light complected uh, in california uh, in california of all places <laughs> is absolutely absolutely everybody ridiculous. in california is mixed and and so and also the fact that um she mentions how there was nobody to look up to uh for people that were biracial back then uh but today kids have you know they have rappers they show a picture of Drake they have athletes they show Colin Kaepernick ballerinas can't remember what her name is and uh president show Obama and then they show princess you know uh, Meghan Markleson but there were there were all kinds of people um you know for years that were a uh, different hues uh, uh uh in the in the color rainbow that is African 
African-American. So the idea, and also the idea that there is a school in uh, Southern California in the 80s that's 50% black and 50% white is also, I don't know where that school ever yeah, existed. Yeah, I was like, where the hell was that? Let, let, let's be real. Exactly. So if that whole thing felt so artificial contrived, and, and, and yes. contrived and the whole moment is stupid. And so when she's walking down the hallway, kids are literally mugging at them like, oh, you know, just like, re- uh, no, it just it just felt ridiculous. It felt ridiculous. Maybe it'll pick up once the show gets going. But I just it it, it feels just stupid and hacky and overly overdone. And I'm very sad to say this because, like, again, I, I, I worship at the altar of Tika. Uh, so I'm, I'm disappointed personally. I don't think it's, it's worth watching from what I've seen, but I do think if it follows blackish that it will definitely get a second season. So I have to say something I just need to make, cause I, I, it, it's, it, I died laughing nearly. So when she went through the whole thing of who, you know, kids now have to look up to, which was to me was stupid. I'm like, and those are the only people you pick. And there were more than that. There are many African-Americans who are multiracial. So let's get with that, as you were saying. But when she, I died, when she said the only heroes they had to look up to were the barge. The barge. <laughs> and then they show them. <laughs> to the beat of the rhythm. Oh, uh, I, I can't. Yeah, so no, it was a funny line, but it wasn't true. I mean, it's it's, it's no, it wasn't it, true. It wasn't true. But you know what? Maybe that was her. Maybe the point is that was her estimation. And Rainbow seems a little bit off to me, anyway. Even though she's a doctor, so yeah, to to me, to you, probably that's all they had to look up to entertainers and stuff. And so it was misplaced. But I mean, that's right in line with Rainbow and and her wacky way of acting. So I agree with you. Uh, um. I think that they are trying to spin off this blackish magic everywhere. That's why they have grownish on. Yeah, this um, is the th- this is the third iteration this the of third. this, and so I do. That's why I think it'll it'll uh, eke out a third season. There was one funny moment in the trailer. The star of the show to me is the littlest sister, and and there's a yes. part where uh where um a rainbow is narrating, and she I guess she narrates the the Tracy Ellis Ross narrates the show, and she says because since this is her these are her memories, uh she says um my, my little sister uh Santa Monica first of all up that they named the little girl santa monica uh, exactly. uh complained uh uh complained like a woman with no kids in the uh uh on her third uh, on her third divorce and they show this little girl with this angelic face with her hands on her hip just giving so much attitude just glaring she at the camera straight to it. camera with all kinds of attitude and then she and then Bo says she goes whom she eventually turned into so exactly. <laughs> so, so even as a little girl she 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 was like a, a a, a thrice divorced woman <laughs> so it was that was a very cute line that little girl is cute and she's gonna steal every scene that she's in and, and, and there's another part where she basically they show up at the at the school wearing these kind of daishiki kind of these clothes that they were wearing at the commune and and they're standing out and so they have an aunt that gets them some clothes that are period appropriate and so she shows up looking like a like a, a 1985's of a, a vintage Madonna. Madonna and yeah. so and and so 
goes, uh, her, she, she goes, I'm a material girl and I'm living in a material world. I'm like, okay, this little girl is stealing my heart. She, well, she's kind of like, uh, the little girl in Blackish. Well, who's not little anymore? What's her name? The sister, the younger Yeah, she's a, a movie producer and a mogul now. So, yes. yeah, she's no longer a little girl. She's yeah. no longer a little girl. But, um, she's that same type of attitude, that same type of, you steal the show. That, yeah, that's, li- that's yeah, a little, a little old person in a little kid body. Yes, yes, old soul. So I, I agree with you in terms of, I, you, I want for shows to win. I really do. But I think this scene feels really contrived that they were really just trying to ride on the blackish magic and say, well, let's do her backstory. And I like that idea. But I think the way it's done just from the trailer seems a little disingenuous. It remains to be seen whether or not audio, but I predict a season two simply because of the magic of blackish. Exactly. And then, then another thing, this is another show that I feel like and there's a couple of shows I feel this way about this would actually have made a really good drama if you made a drama about Rainbow's childhood in the 80s and her parents you know being a part of a cult and then t- turning out that the cult leaders are arrested and thrust into a new world and told a serious story about the culture shock and the racial politics of the time would have been really an interesting show Absolutely, because we're coming, I mean, yeah, I think it would really, because then you can talk about, even though this was in the 90s, the whole Rodney, or was that the late 80s, the Rodney King thing? I thought it was the, I thought it was uh, uh, like 91, 92. So early, yeah, that's what I thought. So early 90s. So yeah, you know, the, well, that show, chances are, if they don't screw it up, it'll probably be on for like five or six. They, they could do a little mini time jump and get, up, get exactly. to the 90s. Exactly. I mean, I, I think they could, there's so many things that they could actually do with that. But I mean, from the trailer, it's not apparent that you have a chance. Yeah, in it house, just so. the trailer feels so heavy-handed and hacky. But yeah, so anyways, and I love so- you, Tracy Ellis Ross. I Lord knows I love you. Oh, and I believe she's a producer of this show too. So I don't know, Tracy. Oh, no, Tracy, mm-hmm. I need you to get it together. Yeah, call us on your next script. We'll help. We'll help we, iron we it. We got out. you. Iron out the kinks. We got All you. right. Okay. So um, what's the next show we're going to talk about? The next show we're going to talk about is Emergence. And this is where a sheriff investigates a case involving a young child found near the site of a mysterious accident. All right. And that show premieres on ABC on September 24th. So Which what did you Tuesday. Th- what did you think of Emergence? Okay, the first thing it gave me was the vibe. What was the show that we reviewed with the airplane where they disappeared for five years and then came Oh, my back? God. It was um, uh, Manifest. Manifest. Okay. And is that did that get renewed i can't even yes it manifest is having a season get, two shockingly yes okay yeah i'm i'm shocked so <laughs> manifest it gave me a manifestish type of vibe anything supernatural or what and there is a supernatural aspect to this it gave me okay in in the trailer she goes up to the the television so what happens is she's at the site of an accident I don't know what kind of accident. It was a plane, it was it a plane, plane crash? crash. There's a plane okay. crash and this uh and everybody's dead except for one little girl except for her. who who's thrown from the plane that crashed and there's not a scratch on her. Nothing. No and oh, if nothing. that isn't enough mystery for you, she has amnesia. So exactly. a mysterious little girl with amnesia and for some reason when she walks by TVs and some electronic stuff, something st- some like static and weird stuff seems to happen. How poltergeist is that? 
Yeah, oh, and it gets more poltergeisty. But speaking of that, one thing I do want to say is uh, this this show also takes place, I think, like in New England or someplace because it's an idyllic-looking look, little town that has a lighthouse. And I don't know about you, but Stephen King has taught me whenever there is a town that has a lighthouse... <laughs> Wrong. It's about to go down. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, idyllic little lighthousey New England town. And when she's in the hospital, and the little girl says, "Can I go home now?" And um, the woman, we'll, we'll ask, the sheriff, the sheriff. She's a yeah. sheriff. She's a sheriff, but I don't remember her name. Yeah, neither do I. We refer to her as the sheriff. The sheriff, uh, Madame Sheriff, asked, "Well, where's home?" And the little girl points to her. So what ends up happening is she takes her home and you know apparently there are people there are always people after these things always people after so this this is not a new story when you go through all the events of the trailer you can probably name a good 10 shows that intersect with this now that's not necessarily a bad thing because every show builds on something there's nothing new under the sun it's just a new spin but it just feels like it felt so much like some of the other things that were out there. There's nothing different necessarily about, there's nothing, nothing different at all. Well, I do like the fact that the protagonist is, not only is she a female sheriff in a small town, uh, and she instantly, by getting involved with this little girl, she, uh, you know that she's gonna, it's, there's some huge giant conspiracy with uh, guys in black SUVs with tinted windows. That's another thing I've learned from, uh, from movies and TV. When there are people, it, when there's a, when there's SUV that's black that has tinted windows where you can't see in, nothing good is inside that SUV. Ever. There's always bad stuff inside of there. Don't walk and, up um, to it. There was an, uh, there's a part where the little girl's in the hospital and um, uh, two people show up at the sheriff's office saying that, oh, that, yeah, that's the missing girl is our daughter and we're here to pick her up. And so then the the sheriff asks a very simple question, oh, do you have any pictures of her? And the reaction that the so-called father has was chilling. It was very yes. disturbing. And then all of a sudden, the, the uh, 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 an SUV is peeling off into the night and they've kidnapped that little girl. But... Uh, like Eleven in Stranger Things slash uh, Carrie, some weird kind of psychokinetic stuff starts happening, and that and that black SUV goes flipping, and all of a sudden the little girl just kind of materializes in the back seat and of she the says, sheriff. She says, "Don't be mad." Don't be mad. I'm like, oh, I, I, oh, I. so if that isn't enough of a hook. Then the this uh this uh this savvy uh female sheriff of a small town, who's her ex husband? Uh the black dude from Scrubs. Yes, Donald Faison. Here we are again. The uh, P, uh the ghost of TV past. So, <laughs> so Donald Faison is uh, is in this as well, and you'll remember him again from Scrubs. Yeah. So okay. And, so and um clueless. Yes. And so anyway, so this show. Um, is super mysterious. Is giving all like Tachi said vibes of other shows, all kinds of lost vibes, all kinds of manifest vibes. Um, so, um, honestly, with the car flipping and the don't be mad. Sadly, the sucker that I am, I'm in. I'm in. What? What is this little girl? 
Who are the people that are after the little girl? Why? Where do her powers come from? Where are their experiments? Is she from this planet? Another dimension? What's going on? I'm absolutely curious. But what that also means is this being on NBC, and I've seen many of these shows like this come and go, this will not live past its 13th episode. And I will be bitter and enraged when I'll never find out what happened to the little girl, where the hell she's from, all the questions I have at the beginning of the show, I will have when it's, when it's canceled on episode 12. So I'm already mad about it. But I think it will be canceled, and stupidly, I'll be watching it. <laughs> and draw, being drawn in and having your feelings hurt. All kinds of hurt. So what What about you? So, I again, for me, this story is the same story. And for me to really get... I, I love action-adventure. I love sci-fi type stuff. You know this. But it really has to be a compelling story to get me to watch. There's so much on television now, and we have so much to watch, that to keep me there, it has to be superiorly compelling if that's even a word so sadly i'm like meh if i catch it all right but i'm not necessarily compelled to watch although the don't be mad thing was very compelling definitely and it could be you know sometimes it's just the way trailers are cut that you don't get the full gist of things and then you watch the show and you're like oh well so yeah you so, know. sometimes the trailers are be- sometimes it can happen both ways the shows can be better than the trailer and the trailer can be better than, than better the show than the show exactly but i like you predict that after you know 12 episodes this sucker is going to be canceled and she will be saying don't be mad to you because we're <laughs> yeah, kevin don't be mad <laughs> kevin, don't like, be ah! mad <laughs> and i'll be using my kinetic powers to like flip a couple cars too <laughs> i'm gonna be pissed exactly no exactly i i won't i don't want to be in your way when that happens so <laughs> I, right. I concur. I probably I'm not as compelled to watch personally, but I do think it will be canceled. All right. So our next show is called Stump Town, and um, it's about a sharp witted army veteran uh, who becomes a private investigator in Portland, Oregon, where she takes care of her brother. It airs on ABC and it starts on September 25th. So, Tachi, what did you think of Stump Town? Lots of, lots of, lots of stumps in there. Um, (laughs) A lot of of stomping. So, well, this is, okay, this is the interesting thing, and they did a really good job with the trailer, I have to say, especially the beginning of the trailer. So, it's based on a graphic novel, okay? So, you already know that it's kind of a, it's got a dark vibe to it, and the the main character is in the trunk and the thing that that happens is they go over a bump and they the tape player the cassette player start, starts and it's playing sweet caroline by uh neil diamond and they can't get it to stop they're like damn i can't eject it. oh whatever and then they start singing all this time though Old girl figures out how to get out of the trunk into the car, and then mayhem ensues. But Sweet Caroline is playing the entire oh, yeah. time. Oh my gosh, she is kicking so much ass. There's there's two uh, uh, Portland dirtbags, uh, hipsters that have kidnapped her and put her in her own trunk, and she is kicking ass as Neil Diamond is blaring. It was it Sweet was a it was hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was so funny and super action packed. And uh, this is another show. We talked about the another the other show about where they're filming it oh my god this is for those of us who uh fell in love with portlandia to see portland in all of its uh, all of its uh, uh 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 you know uh 
uh what's it called um um is it Splendor? pacific pacific, pacific northwest glory um i'm i'm all i'm all about that but the question with the same question i had before is do I, are they just filming because in the in the pilot they're absolutely in portland they're in portland and so the question is will we get portland every week or only get pump portland for the first couple shows that is one of my questions well, it depends on how successful this show ends up being. <laughs> and also that. her character. Okay. Also, uh, there's something, I don't know what this is about, but there is something so sexy about female badasses that have men's names. Cause she, her name is Dex. Yes. And, and she's an absolute badass and she's a PI and the actress who plays her is super hot. So they have that going for it. And there's a scene where she's like in a casino and she says one of the best, I, I don't gamble, but I want to gamble just so I can basically say this line. She basically is like at a craps table and she just won a bunch of chips and she says, all right, that was water and power folks. Now we're going to go for beer and cable money. And I'm just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I am here for it. I am loving this girl. Yes, yes. That, I mean, and that's actually the first. Well, no, the first is when we see them, her, you know, kicking all of them <laughs> in that car. But then we we see a little bit more of her right after that, and that's kind of where that story takes off and where it begins. So, um. Uh, here's another um, ghost of TV past. Michael Ely is in this. So, yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's. No, nothing we have to talk about. Okay. So now, I, now, I already mentioned how smoking hot this, uh, you know, PI is, but she actually intersects and she gets involved uh, professionally with this uh, also smoking hot police detective and they're and they cross you know they come at loggerheads over and over again over cases and that those loggerheads come into end up battling you know hitting clocking horns and that ends up you know getting horizontal so anyway it's going to be fun to see them and their relationship as they try and you know deal with you know are they just you know let's say crime buddies or is it going to turn into something more other type and, of buddies yeah different certain <laughs> kind of buddies so it it, it looks interesting I, I i have this weird fascination with portland all things portland you know what uh, i sh- and i figured that you seem very pacific northwest to me i know i i feel like i was born in the wrong part of uh the west coast i should have been born there i don't know why i'm born here uh on the sunny side but anyway i i'm, I'm all about i lo- oh my god every house hunters in portland i can't get enough but anyway um um, absolutely i'm interested in this there's a scene where um uh, uh, uh dex tries to pose as a police officer and this like surly teenage girl was like you know you know cop i'm not buying it and she's like why not and she's like yeah uh cops don't drive pieces of crap like that exactly <laughs> and then she and then she and she then dex gets in her car with her hurts her feelings all hurt and her car wants to start <laughs> i was just like oh come on and so it definitely has some some humor to it but it feels like it's going to also give us some of the dark underbelly of you know portland that you know a lot of us don't know about that aren't from there so um personally um not only am i loving all those other aspects and the the hot law on law action but this show also contains the practice slash ghost whispers cameron manheim so again i'm gonna have to give it it definitely gets a kevin vote 
I'm more shaky when it comes to what others will think. So I am going to keep my fingers crossed. And the dark side is telling me it will get maybe a second season. So this might be wishful thinking, but I'm going to vote that this show uh, will get, Stumptown will get a second season. So, in terms of what I think, even if you don't care... I, well, I was stopping I, so you could go in. Uh, so, Tashi, what do you think? Thank you. I feel loved. So, I think... Because <laughs> you are. You are, Blanche. Well, th- 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 thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dorothy. So, um, <laughs> I I am interested personally in this just because the, the way the trailer opened up. How, I mean, that was bang bang straight away you saw where you know what you were working with and so i'm interested to see what they're want so i'm i i do want to watch and see what they do with this but i like you am very skeptical as to where they're going to place this how they're going to market it what they're going to do with this but i will say okay they may, they probably will get a season two even if it just goes midway through season two they're going to get um a season two uh here's just really quickly i think that most of these shows this is what it seems like that most of these shows are not planning for longevity a lot of these shows feel like what feels now like they're planning to exist for one or two seasons if that makes any sense even if the writers in their head they had they know exactly how it's going to begin exactly how it's going to end and they wanted to take this time it feels like everybody else banks on shows not going very long all right. So personally, are you so personally you're for it, but you don't think it's going to get a second season? No, I think I said I think it's going to get a second season, even if it doesn't go all the way through. Okay. Now, for you, do you think you're going to uh, check it out? I I what channel is it on? Yeah, I have ABC. ABC. So yeah, I can. <laughs> I'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're the only person on the planet that doesn't have access to CBS. All right. So what is our next show? Our next show is a little diabolical, and it's actually called Evil. So a skeptical... (laughs) I I love that. I love that. Thank you, Kevin. So a skeptical female clinical psychologist joins a priest in training and a blue-collar contractor as they investigate supposed miracles, demonic possession, and other extraordinary occurrences to see if there is a scientific explanation or... If something truly supernatural is at work, evil. <laughs> Super scary. <laughs> so, what when did you, you do th- that? I just pictured fog going across. <laughs> I know, like it's very graveyard. mysterious. Yes. So yeah, what did you think of? Uh, uh, um, oh my god! I just realized something. I'll continue. So anyway, what did you think of um, uh, Evil? This is another CBS original series, and this is interesting because it again here's a, a cast off from Luke Cage. Luke Cage himself himself <laughs> is actually in it. Uh, Mike Coulter uh, plays the what the priest in training. Or what is it? Is he actually a priest in training? No, he's not. A, no, he's not. A, the other one's a priest. He's actually the, the, okay. the, the, the contractor that basically is working. He's for a contractor that the they Catholic hired. Church. Right. Yes. For the Catholic Church. Right. He's not a priest. Okay. 
So um, it's by the creators of The Good Fight and The Good Wife. So, oh, yeah, because remember, that's where Luke Cage, that's where first I ever laid eyes on him, the actor who plays Luke Cage, was uh, in uh, The Good the Wife. The Good Wife? Okay, okay. And I didn't get hip to The Good Wife until, like, after it was over. So um, I think I'm interested in this because I'm liking the whole, well, the the supernatural, the, um, what is the name of the, the movie? Um... um that it reminds me of. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about that couple. Are you talking about that that couple that gets that deals with all these kind of demonic possession objects and stuff like that? Yeah, not okay. I'm not um the one. Is with, it like sinister or something like that? It's like something like that. Yeah, I know um, what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, I can't either. So I mean, and there's the whole thing of the what 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 is it called? The not the Michelangelo fire. Who is it? The the um. Tom Hanks and Audrey Tattoo were, were in it. The, um, oh my God! The um, um, you're talking about um, the uh, oh my God! The artist, the um, yeah, the da Vinci artist. Code. That's why I said. Da, da Vinci. Vinci. Code. I was like, okay, not Michelangelo. I can't remember. Yeah, so the Da Vinci Code. It's got a Da Vinci Codeish type feel as well. Um, so it has all of those types of any of these uh, uh, supernatural, not just supernatural, but uh, Catholic Church iconography it has a feel of that so i'd be interested to see what they're going to do with it so i probably will you know will watch to see what goes on with that you know at least a few episodes just because that's interesting um so now the thing is cbs and will this get renewed for season two well what do you think i'm going to throw it to you Okay, well, first of all, I wanted to say that what I love about it, not only is do we have Luke Cage, but uh, working for the Catholic Church as an investigator, but he uh, he actually has a problem because uh, when it comes to demonic uh, possession, it can also look like somebody who's just straight up crazy. Crazy, right. And so he needs someone who can tell the difference. And so that's where the uh, uh, f- uh, forensic psychologist comes in uh, to basically help him determine. And of course, she's an absolute skeptic she doesn't believe in any of this stuff this is crazy but of course she she soon learns that yeah sometimes you can't explain stuff that's going down and it's an absolute kind of x-files meets exorcist vibe and to me those are two great tastes that taste demonic together and (laughs) i sign me up personally i'm into it and also uh of all the forensic psychiatrists in the world uh luke cage just happens to find a smoking hot one so (laughs) so there's definitely gonna be some sexual tension between those two but then again there's there's no one that he couldn't have sexual tension with so it's gonna be interesting it's going to be very interesting what happens between the two of them so i'm actually interested personally i'll be watching this um this is a hard one. Well, that's but, why I threw it to you. Uh, so I am going to guess one season. I think it's going to get canceled. Maybe maybe I just didn't want to say it, but I kind of... It has all the elements of one season, including it's on CBS. So... All right. So um, even though I realize now from looking at um, the different shows we're supposed to go over in the synopsis is that I actually did not watch one of the trailers and that was for uh, the unicorn. So I'm going to ask you to tell everybody about it and what you thought of it, because I forgot <laughs> ah! to watch that one. OK, so, so what did you think well, of this... the unicorn? 
Okay, so uh, let me read the synopsis. A widower is eager to move on from the most difficult year of his life, only to realize that he's utterly unprepared to raise his two daughters on his own and equally unprepared for the dating world where he's suddenly a hot commodity. So this is on CBS, premieres September 26th, which is a Thursday. Okay, so the unicorn. What I did not like about it is the name, and the, and the whole thing is it's like he's um, a unicorn because he's, he's a like unicorn. A, he's a single straight uh, hot male in their right, little and, town. Right, and takes care of his kids. He's dedicated to his kids. Was dedicated to his wife. Has never had sex with anybody outside of his wife since they've been married. You know, so it, there's that whole thing. So I guess because of that, he's a hot commodity, and all the women are like trying to get with him and get around, but he doesn't know how to do this. So he has his group of friends, of course, his multicultural cast of characters around him that are trying to help him basically, you know, get back into the dating thing again. But I mean, I know the whole concept of the unicorn, but I'm like, okay, unicorn is so trite. Everybody uses unicorn now because it's a trendy thing to do. So I wish they would not have gone with that for the name. Oh, of you know, the, the, the name is so absolutely stupid, especially it seems cute for the, because I'm sure that there's someone so there's some woman that probably calls him, tells him at some meeting or some at Whole Foods that like, oh, you're, a, you haven't cheated on your wife and all those, you're a unicorn. But that the idea that like, if the show does last more than 15 minutes well you remember why is this show called the unicorn again so it's it's incredibly stupid even though i didn't see it <laughs> the trail i would i'm gonna i'm <laughs> still gonna step out on faith the fact that it, the fact that it's on thursday nights the show is the, the producers of the show were stupid enough to call it the unicorn it's canceled canceled a thousand times canceled Thank the you. tv bloodbath the bloodletting can't happen fast enough for producers stupid enough to call their show the unicorn you, well, you know, he, here's the thing, Union. We might as well just cut to the chase. I, I predict that this is canceled. I, again, you may have had a chance in heaven if um, you had called it not the unicorn or something. Let that be a line in the show, okay? You want it to be fine. Let that be a line in the yeah, show. Yeah, it makes sense as a line, but it doesn't make sense. Then you're calling it the unicorn is just stupid. And that's another thing. So, and that's another thing. So, is he going to never? Will it be like the courtship of Eddie's father, where week after week after month after? And that's something. Look that up, too, people. Um, <laughs> that he will. He will. He will never find love because he. What makes him a unicorn is the fact that now he's single. So he. He can never, if with the title of the show to be true, he can never be with anybody. He'll just have to be single throughout. Exactly. And that only makes for one season and not even a full season. So, yeah, oh, please cancel. I don't, I don't know. How did that even get uh, on? Are you going to go the way of what was it? Um, um, uh, imaginary Mary? Oh my God. Yes. Ugh. Anyway, so let's move. Ugh, the, oh, but the... one thing I have to say, Walton Goggins is the, the lead character in this. His teeth are too white. Sorry. <laughs> wow that was insanely random okay so. <laughs> because i was looking at the no i was watching this trailer like damn did he use white out on his teeth that was no no so, well some people will they go a little bit they get a little bit too happy with the white strips so yeah mm. no teeth the teeth do not naturally look like liquid paper people so Another, another data reference. All right, so let's move on. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. When people used to type things, they used to use this stuff called liquid paper. But anyway, let's move on. Okay, teeth are not chiclet colored. All right, so let's move on. So uh, the, our next show is called Carol's Second 
act. And it's about a retired teacher named Carol Kenny, uh, who begins a second career as a doctor. Uh, it airs on CBS on September 26th. So, Tachi, what did you think of Carol's second act? So it uh who was the star? She's the Patricia Heaton. On, she was Patricia she Heaton, was on yeah. Everybody Loves Raymond Everybody and loves also Raymond. the and the mother on from the middle. I'm from the middle, right. So she has quite a career. You know what? The thing is she's been quite um quite lucky and you know one thing ends and she immediately has something else that's you know long because both of those shows had longevity so she really hasn't had to do much else <laughs> so here now she in the middle is over and here she comes on this show um and she's the central character because she is carol and um I just kind of feel it's unrealistic because who, after being a teacher, for not that it never happens, but after being a teacher, then decides you want to go back to school to be a doctor. You know how long that takes? That yeah, takes it, it, forever. It takes forever. So I'm so, okay. I'm gonna just cut to the chase because we still we have this show is already long and we have a lot of stuff we haven't covered a lot. Um, is the what bothers me about the i the, the this would have this is another show that would have been an interesting idea in an ensemble show if in a group of like a family setting one of the people in the family like the mother of the family decides that you know what after her marriage breaks up she's going in a new direction and she decides to become a doctor and everybody's like you're you know you're too old you're like 55 you can't start going to medical school at 55 and she decides to go anyway and then like if this was a character on on Grey's Anatomy it would be interesting to see the arc of this right. person where all the other people that she's working with are twenty somethings and late thirties or early thirty somethings, that uh, that's an interesting concept. But in this comedy, again, the word hacky, uh, hackneyed comes to mind. There, basically, uh, on her very first day, um, one of the interns are looking at her like, like, wow, um, you're older than all of us. And then, uh, uh, and she explains, she goes, well, um, my marriage fell apart and my ex-husband is sleeping on his sister's futon and I'm a doctor so life is good and and it cuts to all of them with these like emoji shock faces on their uh, uh, like looking all stunned so yeah. that was that felt stupid stupid and hacky and then we meet uh uh, uh their boss uh the person in charge of the interns and she warns the, the uh students that this is going to the res- uh, the chief resident says it's going to this is going to be the uh, hardest uh you know year of your life and some will quit or worse become dentist and they're all like <gasps> i was just like it was so i'm like the mugging for the camera was just so ridiculous and the laugh track was just blaring at that line so oh my god heavens to murgatroyd you be you become a dentist <laughs> it was just like it was so stupid and i agree patricia heaton is a bona fide television star there is no denying it the only thing that the only reason why this show might stay is the fact that it's on cbs cbs skews older and um uh, uh the, the people will like the idea of the premise of it but again this is just like i said about the other show this would make a better this would be so much better if this was a drama but having it be a, a horrible comedy with that blaring laugh track and then one of the things they do is like uh, one of the of course one of the interns she works with is like you know uh uh is like you know a, a lady killer and um she has a, a daughter who's a sexy pharmaceutical rep 
And so, of course, there's going to be sexual tension between her her colleague and her smoking hot, super easy looking daughter. And just ugh. anyway, just the joke seems so forced. It seems so silly. Again, it, by only the sheer will of Patricia Heaton and the goodwill she has from the middle and from Everybody Loves Raymond may keep people watching this for more than one season. And I believe this is also something that Chuck Lorre may have something to do with. So maybe it'll get a second season. It shouldn't. It absolutely shouldn't. It should not have even been produced, if you ask me. From the looks of this, that that the script seems so stupid. But I, I'm actually sad to say I think it will get a second season because of Patricia Heaton, her credibility, her fans, and the fact that it's on CBS. It's the on the perfect network. If it was on NBC or ABC or Fox, it would be canceled with a quickness. But I do think it will eke out a second season on CBS. What do you think? Well, that was a very pH balanced point of view. Um, I have no interest in watching anything like this at all. It does not seem interesting. It does not seem funny. Uh, no, not at all. I only passively watched the other two shows she was on. And I mean, they're great shows, but you know, I passively watched them. Um, so no, I have no allegiance to Patricia, Patricia Heaton with this at all. <laughs> My, I don't pledge allegiance at all. To, to, so, so you don't have to worry about me watching it. I could care less. Now, as far as will it be canceled? My initial thing was, hell yeah, it's going to be canceled. But then you brought up an excellent point. CBS skews older. There are people who pledge allegiance to the flag of Patricia Heaton because of everybody loves Raymond in the middle. That's the only, that is the sole reason it would even eke out two weeks in a season two. So I will say conservatively that they are going to get a very weak season two. They're going to be on a bubble for a minute. Know that. Then they're going to get a weak season two and that's going to be it all right wow we are very much agreed all right so our next show is perfect harmony an ivy league professor becomes the director of a rural church choir and it airs on nbc uh and it premieres on september 26th so what did you think of perfect harmony so um this i think this is supposed to be a comedy right supposedly Um, yeah supposedly i and this is nbc so nbc you got rid of a critically acclaimed show about a musical to bring back this is this is this what we're talking about so you got rid of rise for this is that is that it i i guess so I just think that you're you're making great points about the fact that there are some things that work just so much better as dramas because comedy is hard, especially, you know, on network TV where you don't have the latitude to do some of the things that you want. Comedy is very hard. So with Perfect Harmony, um, again, you know, the choir competition thing, this is a story we've seen before. It's been done before. Oh, my God. The, this um, is The a, Fighting just, Temptations with Beyonce. Well, this, you know what this and, is? This is grown-up glee. This is exactly he, what this okay, is. Okay. It's grown-up glee. 
It's it's also I see aspects of the Fighting Temptations with the the movie with Beyonce and Cuba Gooding Jr. I also see Sister Act in there. They, it's too much like that, and then they they're gonna win the combo choir competition, save the day. This group of ragtagsing. How many times have we seen this story? It's the same story. There's nothing new. There's nothing that you can that they've added to even make this you know, somewhat interesting. I have, Kevin, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, the idea is supposed to be at the very beginning of the trailer, we see a man sitting alone at night in his car in a parking lot holding a bunch of pills. pills, And and he asked the universe or God for a sign if he should end it all or not. And then all of a sudden he hears a choir horribly butchering hallelujah and he proclaims that will be not that will not be the last thing i hear and he gets out of his car and marches into the church to help that choir and that's the beginning of the genesis of how he in- interacts with them and apparently like he's like apparently he had a drinking problem or something like that and he's a disgraced professor and he's no longer at like nyu or whatever uh where he was professing um uh, <laughs> uh but so he he, um, he ends up uh uh getting engrossed in the lives of this uh of this uh uh rural choir and so it could be an interesting premise but again this is another show all these shows i keep saying all these comedies would make better dramas than the than the comedies because they just weren't funny what i will give this show is no laugh track it's a filmed show so when they tell these things that are supposed to be jokes and nobody's laughing it doesn't seem quite as punctuated by the fake laughter so i'll (laughs) give it that that's not much. Anyway. <laughs> so let's uh, cut to the chase. Let's cut do to the you, chase. Do you think that... Oh, you know what? I, will, I want to say before we do... Before we cut to the chase, I, just want to do, I do want to say the one line, the, the best line, and I'm not saying it's a great line, but it's the best line in the whole trailer, is uh, when he, uh, he mentions to one singer that her posture is bad. And uh, he says, you know, you're slouching. Uh, uh, and, uh, uh, and so... The, that shows uh that's he goes that's because of a fear of of confrontation which is why you stayed married to a man who probably i don't know lost all your money or let a snake loose in your house and she goes oh my god have you read my diary he goes i wrote it exactly i saw that and so I like that, that was a good line that that's was a good, good line. line that's a good line Absolutely. Oh, and one other thing I do need to say that kind of bothered me, but I guess there's no when you have an adult kind of glee or any kind of singing kind of show or competition uh, and there's a a person of color in the cast, you have to have a sassy black woman. And so at one point, the choir director uh, tells uh, tells this woman, you know what, Uh, you're singing the wrong part. You're actually an alto. And she says, I've never sung uh, alto before. And and then he says, uh, uh, well, things change as women uh, get older. And she claps back, uh, uh, what the bleep what the did, did you, you say? say? And yes. they actually bleep it out. And so the, and all white people look stunned. And I'm just thinking like, could we ever just zig when you're going to zag and just have a black female character who is different in a sitcom situation where she's not finger snapping and finger no, waving No, because they're and all written rolling. and casted by the same idiots who do everything, who can't think their way outside of a paper bag, and they think, oh, that's funny. No, witch, it's not. It's tired and it's tried, and that's why your show is about to get canceled. 
<laughs> okay, you know what? We are on the same page. I'll just let's. Uh, yeah, I say canceled. It's canceled for me personally. It's canceled. I believe by the people that are uh, uh watching NBC. Canceled by everybody. I hope the people that are the cast members on the show do not buy anything too expensive. Keep keep your side Uber hustle because <laughs> yeah, keep driving Lyft. <laughs> yeah, this isn't gonna. I'll be stunned if this gets a second season. So. All right, what's up next? Okay, so up next, and we, we got like a few more to bang out. We can do this. We can, we can do, this. do it. All right, all right. Sunnyside, like eggs. Yes, or California. So, Sunnyside is about Garrett Modi, who's played by Cal Penn from what would the, the universe, the universe, uh, uh, white, go to white castle, uh, white thing, castle. Though. Uh, so, so Harold and Kumar somebody, go to white castle. Harold and Kumar go to white castle. That's it. So he's a former New York city councilman who finds his calling when faced with immigrants in need of his help and in search of the American dream. Da, 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 da. Okay. So that's that Kev. Then what do you think? All right, so it's. Uh, I want to say that it airs on NBC and it premieres on September twenty sixth. All right, um, okay, just cutting to the chase because we have we've gone so many shows that um, I feel like this is going to get canceled. I love Cal Penn. Um, I feel bad that he's on this, um, <laughs> but it's it's money. I'm sure he has a mortgage. Um, the funniest thing about it, I will say, is these two twins. They're they're uh, brother and sister twins, and um, they're Asian, but they're very cagey about exactly where they're from uh and um and so at one point cal pen uh 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 they're talking to the cal pen there and and it's a group of very diverse people from all around the world uh, about a core like six or seven people and so uh they're saying how oh we, we wanted to hire you to help you know us pass a citizenship test and so he goes but uh, i don't think you can do that because that would cost fifteen thousand dollars to hire me for a full week and so then the twins look at each other they're like wait do you think that's a lot of money <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and so, so I thought that was funny. And then they they have all the best lines. And then there was an, another part where they're talking about basically going to class to study and having to take this test for citizenship. And they were saying, well, before uh, back home, our father would just uh, have one conversation with the teacher, and we would get all A's. And so one of the one of the other group is saying, like, wait, your father would threaten a teach uh, uh, with uh, what I'm sorry would bribe a teacher? And they go, we don't, I don't, I wouldn't consider giving a uh, uh re- reuniting them with their family bribing <laughs> exactly and yeah. so i thought that was a good line and then um there is another part where somebody asked like well where exactly is your father from where is your father now and they go um he let's just say he lives in international waters Wow! Yeah, I um, and so that. and then someone says like, "Oh my God, your dad is a legit Bond villain." Yeah, <laughs> and so I'm like, the, I'm like, I actually want to show just about the twins, the rest of everybody else in the show, including Cal Penn, to the side. These are the stars I- of the show. I want their show. <laughs> And I'm right there with you because I was thinking that as I was watching the trailer, I'm like, well, everybody else is just a non-MFing factor, as, as Evelyn Lozada would say on the uh, Basketball Wives. They're, they could all go and keep them and make a central story around them. I mean, and that there needs to be more of an Asian presence on screen, on the small screen anyway. So I would love that. I would so watch it if it was just about them because most of the good lines came from them in this trailer. Yeah, if the if the producers are smart and the show has any kind of if it makes it 
past the first 13 episodes of the season and they basically start there was a thing years ago there was a show called Sybil starring Sybil Shepherd I who remember was a big Sybil. TV star but then when the show was on for a little bit all of a sudden people were like wait everybody's laughing at Christine Baranski's lines and and uh, and slowly that show became the Kristen Baranski show and so to give you an idea and one of the things they said that Sybil Shepherd absolutely hated this and one of the things that when she knew it was over for her was because uh uh, Christy Baranski played her best friend. The, all the action took place at at Sybil Shepherd's house. Then all of a sudden, she showed up to work, and they had built a set. And all of a sudden, Christine Baranski also had a house. You never saw her house before, <laughs> and now she has a house. They basically need to make a house for that age, those Asian twins, and they need to slowly steal focus from Cal Penn, and it needs to be uh, their show if it's going to survive. But I don't think the uh, the the casting uh, the people on the producers are smart enough to do this, so I predict it shall be canceled. I I predict it as well canceled. All right, so let's move. I don't think it's for us personally or it's for anybody else. We're move. Let's moving on. So we're we're nearing the end. So let's get to the politician on Netflix. Tell us a little bit about it, Tachi. Okay, so Peyton Hobart is a student from Santa Barbara and has known since age seven that he's going to be the president of the United States. But first, he'll have to navigate the most treacherous political landscape of all, Saint Sebastian High School. Wow, and it drops on Netflix on September 22nd. And we, uh, this show is actually produced by Ryan Murphy. It's his first effort at Netflix. So what did you think of The Politician? Okay, uh, first of all, I really have to say, you can tell that this was done by somebody who has some knowledge of mise-en-scene and what the entire scene should look like. This is gorgeously shot if you see some of these these shots of cal i'm like look at some of these shots of california i mean just beautiful of southern cal it is it gorgeously shot i mean we keep saying this there's no reason in this day and age not to have well shot products but they took particular care it was really cinematic in the way they did that so i think they're great but it gave me this clueless vibe (laughs) obviously it's high school so it's giving me this clueless vibe you know how i am not a fan of high a lot of high school dramas because of the over angstiness of these individuals who have nothing to complain about because what the hell else do you have to do but go to school well you you also have to try to become president so you have a lot to do oh yeah well forgot about that one but you know yeah no. Okay, let's talk about some of the people that are in it while you're hemming uh, okay. and hawing. Um, let's see. Jessica Lang, one of mm-hmm. uh, his, uh, uh, what do, I don't know what you call an older ingenue, but she is. Uh, she's well, she's one of his muses. Uh, that's what that's what I was looking for. Yes. Uh, 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 and uh, uh, D- uh, Dylan McDermott or D- Dermot Mulroney. I was going to mix it up. Uh, one of the two of them is on it. Um, and Iron Man's ex-girl, uh, Iron Man's girlfriend slash widow, Pepper Potts, a.k.a. Gwyneth Paltrow. Oops, sorry, spoiler. And yes. um, <laughs> and um, the show, to give you an idea what the show is like, it's basically if there was a high school full of Reese Witherspoons from the movie Election, the whole student body is her, then that's what this show is. And it also has, it has clueless vibes to it, but it also has some uh, murder going on apparently. Mm-hmm. And um, it has like, apparently like teen gay sex. So it's got a lot going on. And it again, it's produced by Ryan Murphy. So I'm going to give my verdict because of the fact that it has the, the Jessica Lang, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Dylan McDermott 
and uh, it has that election slash clueless slash uh, uh, gay teen sex uh, vibe, and it's Ryan Murphy's first effort on Netflix. I wish they would try to cancel his first show after paying him a skillion dollars to come there. You know, so I I think it'll get a second season. It's going to get a second season. I I am definite about that. I am not interested in watching this just because of the, you know, teen angst, but it is going to get a second season. Ryan Murphy is brilliant. I'm sure Netflix knew what they were doing when they brought him over there. Anything Ryan Murphy touches turns to gold. So even with this monstrosity of a teen angsty thing, he's going to turn it into gold. So we'll get a second season. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're agreed. I, I don't. I don't think it's for me either. I might check in and watch the first one of them and see if it could if it can hook me. But I don't think it will. All right. So, what is our final show for this episode? Final space. Final destination for this episode is bless the hearts and it's a group of southerners that strive to live the american dream now i made a mistake and i skipped over this somehow so i didn't watch the trailer for this like kind of what happened with you with the other oh one so i'm going to lean on the shield and have you go ahead all and talk right about okay this. so the 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 actual it's the it's the voice talent is pretty big on it it's got Kristen uh Kristen wig maya rudolph two of my actual faves uh snl alums uh uh ike uh benden holt uh from uh you might you guys might remember him from uh f uh, fox's uh mad tv back in the day uh and uh uh what's her name um uh juliana bell i believe is her name uh so anyway it's uh animated show it's going to be a part of fox's animation uh domination it premieres on september 29th uh on sunday and so i will be shocked if it doesn't get a second season it, the trailer looked cute the, sh- the trailer was insanely short most of the trailer was basically plugging like the simpsons and all the other animated shows and saying introducing this new show and we see the family uh, uh going to through a drive-through and so the narrator says that um uh they're a uh they're what does he refer to them as they're like they're basically they're uh they're, they're like they're poor but they're not poor on love kind of thing and um the uh they go to a place called uh, uh, uh biscuit town population all the biscuits you can eat and oh, did i drift into one of those accents i think i did. Sure did uh anyway uh so <laughs> so uh the 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 uh baby daddy or slash father uh says i'll take a 12 i'll take a 12 biscuit biscuit uh uh bonanza and so then uh uh, uh Kristen Kristen wiggs character says i'll have one biscuits and gravy with a side biscuit and some gravy on the side and i was just like <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> wow! And so then she asked her her her, her blue haired daughter uh, Violet. She goes, "What do you have, darling?" And and so she says, "Yeah, I'll have clogged arteries and type two diabetes, please." And so I'm like, yeah, "I guess I'm watching this." So. <laughs> so this is definitely for me because it's going to air on fox on during the animation domination it's going to follow family guy i definitely think it's going to get a second season with Kristen wig and maya rudolph they can't help but be funny i am looking forward to it so bless the hearts and bless fox for giving us another animated gem potentially 
And I am actually going to, because I knew, I didn't watch the trailer, but I knew that it's animated. And again, I'm already tuned there because of Simpsons and all of that. So I I am looking forward to see what they're going to do with this and love animation. And then on top of it, yeah, it, it it's going to get a second season. I'm down for that. Yeah. Oh my God. I love Maya Rudolph. She she needs her and Kristen Wiig need to work together more, and they need to be need to be on more shows. So cannot wait. Wow, Tachi. I can't wait. We got to the end of the first only the first part. That's what's so crazy. You think we reviewed all these shows of trailers, and we we're not even done. You guys, we'll be back with another episode with even more predictions. Even more predictions. Even more. All right, Tachi. So, how can people listen to uh, other episodes of of TV channeling? Because we have a huge back catalog, and we shouted out some of the shows we've already reviewed. So, if people want to check that out. How can they do it? Oh, you definitely need to go back and check out all the wonderful things that we've done. You can listen to us in a myriad of different places. We are on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. We're on SoundCloud. We are on TuneIn Radio, Spotify. We're also on WJMSRadio.com. We are so happy to be partnered with them. And so you can listen to us live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. And if you miss us live, you can always go to one of those spots and listen to the replay or the uploaded podcast. Or, you know what, just go to tvchanneling.com and you'll be able to hear all our past episodes that way. Now, you may hear something on a past episode that says, hmm, I wonder what the TV twins think about X. All you have to do is get uh, get at us on social. How would they do that, dear Kevin? Oh my God, we are everywhere on social. We're on Facebook. We are on uh, Instagram. We're on Snapchat. And my personal favorite, we're on a little thing I like to call Twitter. And if you want to say the Twitter. (laughs) And you can reach out to us old school style. Uh, Send us an email to tvchanneling at gmail.com. We would absolutely love to hear from you. So if there's a show you want us to review, or if you just want to hear our take, like Tachi said, about some subject, let us know. Absolutely. And shameless plug time, this is not the only venture that we have. Yay, we do other things. So I have another show called Mediascope every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Periscope Facebook Live, WJMSRadio.com, and also LinkedIn Live, where I talk all about the latest and the best in media, tech, and pop culture news. And there's a lot of fun and foolishness to have, so you can listen or watch. And Kevin, what do you have going on? Okay, I have a couple things going on as well. I'm also uh, uh, hosting a show called uh, Weekend, a Movie Gnome Weekend Box Office. That's that also can be heard on WJMS Radio every Monday at uh, five o'clock eastern time two o'clock pacific and i basically run down what was going on at the box office and try to have fun while doing it so i hope you'll check it out and if you want to listen to it anytime you can just search for um 
Kevin. <laughs> search for Kevin. <laughs> no, you could actually search for the uh, 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 t- uh, Gnome Alone Radio and uh, check out that and all kinds of other uh, uh, craziness that's gone on in the past. Okay. And I ha- I host another uh, podcast with two cr- incredible co-hosts. And some one, sometimes what that incredible co-host is also Tachi. And that show is called Last Weekly. And we recap the week in news, pop culture, and entertainment. And we throw in some movie and TV trailer reviews to boot. So you can check that out. That airs uh, every Sunday on WJMS Radio at uh, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. And every Friday at 10.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern and uh, you know the Pacific you can figure that out for yourself and um, we're everywhere on uh, both TV both TV channeling uh, and uh, no Malone radio and uh, last weekly your search for them on your on your favorite podcast as well as uh, you can use uh, lastweekly.com and you can search for moviegnome.com to get more information on both shows and i'm sorry i I have to add i would be remiss and some people will get mad if i did not say this i completely forgot because you know when like kevin and i are such hot commodities that we keep getting asked to do things so now i am also um one half of a show called and we're live and we teach everybody how to leverage live streaming and video for your business and beyond that's me and my producer for mediascope MC Curtis, also known as Curtis Brooks Media Productions. We do that every Wednesday on YouTube, Periscope, Facebook Live, and LinkedIn Live. And on every month, every first Saturday, I am now a member of the cast and crew of the Chief Communications Officer for Sci-Fi Saturdays. So that's every, um, it's a live podcast that we do every first Saturday. And you can check that out on Facebook Live at Sci-Fi Saturdays. Oh my God, Tachi, I am your actual friend and I can't get enough of you. So thank goodness <laughs> there is more of you for all of us to love. Yes. And there's a lot of us for a lot of people to love. <laughs> so that's oh, about wow. it. We we so thank you all for listening and rocking with us. And we're happy to be back with an all new episode. We love you guys. It's because of you that we do this. And so we're going to end and let you guys get back to doing whatever it was you were doing before. I will say bye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it all fall season long. With two white teeth and uh, and crest white strips. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We're not going to have, we're not going to have optominal, um, optominal colored teeth, apparently. No, not at all. All right. Goodbye. (laughs) 